Welcome back to New Rock Stars. I'm Eric Voss. This is Fully Wow. Filet mignon. Welcome back to New Rock Stars. I'm Eric Voss. This is Philip Molina. Whoa. And this is a big question. <laughs> it's our QA show where we dance with the devil in the details of all the nerdiest table talk one can muster. What Eric just said is the exact kind of nerdy crap that's going to be prevalent this entire episode. <laughs> there is one Star Wars question many have asked us over the years, and Philip's going to tackle it for us this episode. Why didn't Darth Vader force choke Luke any of the times they battled? Yeah, it uh, it kind of seems like a plot hole, and I'm always like, hesitant to jump into plot hole mm-hmm. ones, because it's just like, uh, just enjoy the movie. Yes. But... This one, I actually did get into it, and there is is a pretty good reason. So you assigned this to me. Can I ask really quick, why did you assign it to me? Um, I don't know. I feel like there's um, there's sometimes conflict between us, and there's times <laughs> where you look at me like you want to force like, choke and me. And I could have, and why didn't I? And I want to know what's going on behind those eyes and the decision not what to force choke. What color are my eyes? Um, I just thought, what color are my eyes? <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> the answer to the, the question. <laughs> this is actually almost a recurring plot hole a lot of times when, when you've established this ability to force choke from not only across a room, but literally like on another ship through yeah. a FaceTime conversation. Uh-huh. You know, you can force choke. <gasps> That'd probably be a good thing to use against your enemies just regularly. Constantly, just like, uh, yeah. while you're sleeping. Looking into this, there actually are pretty decent reasons why he at least wouldn't have used it in any of the Vader-Luke fight scenes. You are watching Mandalorian right now. You can see uh, anytime that Baby Yoda, we of course know he's not Baby Yoda, but Baby Yoda, uh, Baba Yaga, anytime he goes to use the Force, he does that very classic kind of three fingers Uh out, intense focusing. Telekinesis through the Force requires a tremendous amount of meditation and focus. You can also see it when Luke is training on Dagobah. Now could you imagine doing that in the same way that Vader's doing it with someone's throat and also being in the middle of a fight. Okay. Right? Being yeah. able to focus tremendously on the telekinesis and still be blocking attacks from a lightsaber is probably not an effective defense. Of course, too much multitasking with the exactly. force. Exactly. Yeah. That's the main reason why tactically it would be a mistake to try to use a force choke while you're actually battling someone, but that doesn't account for maybe when Vader's in his own ship and he's trying to stop Luke uh, from making the the lethal blow to the Death Star. Oh, sure, yeah. Vader could just be like, well, I got it, and then chokes him out, and then, you know, which would be easier for him to do just in general to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he can't fly. It'd be like, you know, doing force chokes. Yeah, how influence. much of his force abilities is he using as he's flying? Is he really actually a terrible pilot and, or, and just uses the force? on the telekinesis of it. Yeah, he's Maybe, just doing a crossword as the force is piloting the ship. He is the best pilot in the galaxy, supposedly. Is so he or is his midichlorians? Are any of our skills the result of our soul or the result of our genes? Beautiful question. Um, There is a separate reason why he doesn't use force chokes on Luke when they're not in the middle of a battle. And this mostly you can see in the comics. Uh, It's really prevalent. Whenever Jedi are learning their various skills Mm -hmm. or uh, uh, magic tricks, one of the very first ones that they go through is the ability to project essentially a force shield over yourself. Yeah, like a a Rick and Morty booby suit that they use. (laughs) Basically. And if you remember, Yoda's logic for Jedi power Powers. The Jedi actually are not supposed to use a force choke, by the way. That's actually banned. It's supposed to be only oh. a Sith that use it. And Yoda's very clear about that mm. the Jedi power should only be used for defense. Lame. I know, yeah. yeah. So you can assume that Luke kind of has this somewhat impenetrable shield, though 
a lightsaber could probably get through it. Mm -hmm. But it also would explain a little bit of, in just in comics in general, a lot of uh, characters, let's say maybe Spider-Man, let's say Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is an example of a character who probably like secretly always just has a little bit extra endurance than the average human. Okay. Just to explain why she could probably take a blow from like Thanos or something and just yeah. still survive. Why she's not like nervously running on the airport tarmac. Yeah, like, exactly. Where it's like, like these people are made of metal <laughs> and I made them normal. Jedi probably have some version of that in general, this like super uh, resistance to outside attacks mm -hmm. because they're always in their little Jedi bubble. Just like us here in LA. Yes. What is also going on, this is my favorite part actually to answer because I realize that there's a, a deeper question here. These two are equally matched and mm. that is actually something that you are taught at a certain point you are too equally matched with someone, and that's the only time a Jedi is supposed to take out his lightsaber. Mm. So even though you know we've seen Jedi use their lightsabers kind of just to be mean at a bar or something, right, yeah. uh, this is an example of in actual battle with someone else, you should actually be reserving your, your lightsaber for it's if a last you, resort if you need to use it. Yeah. And a great example of this is when Yoda and Count Dooku right, are yeah. fighting. Because they're roughly evenly matched, at least at, the, at this point, that makes it so that now they have to use their lightsabers. Yeah, it's like a sculptor using a sledgehammer to just uh, plow away at the uh, at the monolith at first, and then at the very end stages you use a scalpel to make the fine adjustments. Big, big smash smash. And then tiny little like, all right, now I'll use you, the little Your surgeon finesse. says big, big smash smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Hulk does my surgery. Okay, great. He just uh, thunderclaps at my body <laughs> until I feel better. From a different episode, remember? Remember when that we learned about week? that? All right. Remember? That leads to then my favorite part of this whole question that you're really asking, who's stronger, Luke or Vader? That's and, the real big question. Right. But you picked it, so you, <laughs> you, this is not what That's what I was yeah. hinting at the whole time. So a lot of people, when you ask them who's stronger, they actually just jump right at Vader. They're like, mm -hmm. I mean, Anakin Skywalker, known as the Jedi who blows everyone else out of the water. But actually, if you ask George Lucas, he would say to him is canon, which he gets to kind of invent canon, not anymore, but he used to, mm -hmm. uh, was if you were to take a midichlorian count of Luke Skywalker, it would match Anakin's. Mm. So that they actually have the same little bullshit inside of their blood <laughs> that makes them powerful Jedi. We mm. know that Qui-Gon Jinn had said that Anakin had essentially off the charts uh, mm -hmm. levels, so does Luke. So that's a good indicator that they're predisposed to being almost exactly perfect matches. But then on top of that, you have to think about the duration of that fight and these multiple fights that Luke survived. Anakin Skywalker has been trained by the best of the best, is the best of the best, and Luke learned Jedi yesterday. Yeah, he so, had like, I don't know, a couple weeks on Dagobah? And a really drunk old man is yeah. was the one teaching him. He actually survives the battle, and that's how you have to see it, against someone who should have been able to defeat him immediately. Luke being as weak as he is in his journey, he eventually gets to this amazing place that we see in Last Jedi, uh, and holding his own against Vader is the best evidence that without, <laughs> without any training, then these guys are, at least at this moment, perfectly balanced with each other and, and on level, which means they can't actually use basic force tactics against mm. each other. 
I like that. I like that solution because it makes sense that Dooku and Yoda were kind of evenly matched because Dooku used to be Yoda's apprentice. He learned from the master, literally. After using all these other things that didn't work, it was just like unstoppable force, immovable object, canceled each other out. Now the lightsaber is really the only way that you can edge each other out because it's kind of like a sudden death, you know? Like at that point, there can only be one victor. Right. And a good example of this kind of the exception proving the rule is there is someone who is able to use the force against characters like Luke and Vader, and it just clearly wins, and that's the Emperor. Sure, yeah. The Emperor is able to, to use the force in in those final moments, and we never see him needing to wield a lightsaber because he's able to get it done with the force alone. So, to finally answer the question, the big question of the week, is it a mistake that Vader isn't using force chokes on Luke? No, specifically not on Luke. Is it a little curious why he doesn't just walk around all day long closing the windpipe of his enemies? Maybe he actually could do it, but actually he probably enjoys just swinging the old saber around. Multitasking's hard. I mean, this is why you don't do Sudokus while you're driving. Support for Big Question comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020 and you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Men, listen up. Harry bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick up any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. You don't want to snag your bag while trimming, because force healing may be a thing in the Star Wars universe now, but it's not a thing in our universe. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just dirty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGQ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGQ. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. And we're back. Uh, Guys, there are some major bite-sized questions that I'm really excited uh, about getting the answer to that Eric is going to tackle this Uh week. This one's from at Spilly Spitz. (laughs) Great name. Uh, In The Walking Dead, Jerry's axe cuts a dude in half, but then is also unable to (laughs) just cut a lock on a chain. Uh So the question is, is this a mistake? Should an axe that can cut a person clean in half be able to just cut through a lock. Great question. We're constantly wondering this when we're watching The Walking Dead. It's a- We tried uh, it. Yeah, we did. We demonstrated RIP, Gabe. The thing with The Walking Dead is it's all about like the whatever delivers the most gross out gore because that's why we're watching the show at this point. Now the question's referring to in season eight, episode four, uh, the savior, Gunther, has kidnapped Ezekiel and Jerry, his henchman who has his big battle axe, saves Ezekiel right when he's about to die by cutting the dude in half vertically through like his collarbone through his chest basically we see a shot of his back and like flesh splits open and we just see Ezekiel be like huh and we don't know how clean like Jerry takes another whack at it we don't really hear a clear sound to to tell us oh what body part was slashed open there Um, but it's implied that in one clean swipe he's able to split this guy in half like a pumpkin you're able to tell based on the sound what body part has been slashed open wait you can't (laughs) Uh, not not anymore I bet like full 
Foley artist if you were to play like a specific yeah. sound effect, be like, ah, that's the next snap. Oh, uh, broke his foot. <laughs> yeah. um, but what's crazy about it is this same axe, they're trying to get away from some walkers, and he can't hack open a chain that's keeping the gate closed. Now, the thing about this is, is uh, researching this, a, a metal steel chain is actually very, very hard to cut with an axe. Uh, there is a YouTuber, his name is Wrangler Star, and does this kind of stuff like in a, a metal shop all the time to see, like, it's kind of like a will it blend type thing. Uh, or will it axe. Will it axe. Let's talk about that. He was trying to test to see if the scene in Cool Hand Luke, where a chain is cut, he tried to do it and was not able to do it because every time he tried to chop it, it was just the blunt force blow of the axe swing would just push that metal link into the wood of the surface that it was resting on. So it mm. wouldn't cut it. It requires a tremendous amount of strength on both sides, Newtonian third law there. So what he was able to do is get a, a steel surface. So he needed a strong steel surface pushing back against the axe blow to wedge all that force on the link itself. And only then he was able to cut it almost all the way through, but it was very hard and he had to get a full swing. So Jerry doesn't have any such force pushing back against that chain. So yeah, it would be really hard for him to split um, a steel link chain open, which has a much, much higher tensile strength than human flesh and bone. What is kind of crazy about this moment is the fact that Jerry could cut open a human with one blow of an axe. Yeah. It would it would wedge probably in Gunther's chest and then it would take him down. No, but where, it wouldn't the, split him open like Where's I, the entry point? Uh, the entry point it's they don't show the entry point, but it, yeah, it's not like completely straight down the head. Because the skull is actually very hard. I think I saw a Mythbusters episode on that. The skull is not easy to break or to split open like that. You can fracture it for sure. And the femur are the are two of the strongest bones mm-hmm. of the body. But going through the collarbone, the collarbone's very easy to break. I so break it as so a So it's a diagonal. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a seatbelt cut, an eighty you know. degree angle, I would say. Yeah, seatbelt cut is, is safe, and it kind of goes through. We don't know if it goes through like his crotch or his legs, but it's implied that it at least goes through his chest, and then it splits open like a pinata. Now we don't know how much calcium Gunther's getting, but it's safe to assume that that part was ridiculous. It was just done for shock value, but it is plausible that Jerry should not have been able to cut open that link. So that part of it is is safe. To, to say. Great. All right. Plausible. Bite-sized question answered. Uh-huh. Uh, bite-sized is gross when we're talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, here's the next one. At Yana Lama? Yana Lama. Yana Lama. What was Thanos cooking on the farm planet in Endgame? Oh, yeah, yeah. In Endgame, he's like, he's got uh, something he, on the He's got grove. a full sequence where it's yeah. just like a cooking show. Well, we don't have an answer for this, but we can kind of look at some clues. It looks like some kind of stew. It's in a kettle over a fire. He picks these plants from his farm. They look like some kind of either a fruit or vegetable similar to a tomato or an ear of corn or a squash that you can just kind of like pick off. It's not a root vegetable like a potato. It probably wouldn't be a fruit unless it's like a tomato because fruits are usually sweet. You want something more savory if you're going to make a stew. Squash sounds like a good option. My guess is he's making like a butternut squash style stew or a bisque. He does season it, which implies that he has taste buds. What's interesting is if you look at the comics, Thanos does not require food. That's comics Thanos. He uses the energy of like Infinity Stones to sustain himself. <laughs> so, But also remember the condition that he's in. He's basically got like the flu. Yeah, he's weak. And so he's like, I'm going to make my, you know, old chicken noodle. He's limping and he doesn't have the stones anymore. He reduced them to atoms. Also, like anybody who does fitness knows you can't get that jacked without having like a heavy calorie intake every day. Uh, It's comics. Every villain has just got a huge physique. But like he needs some kind of gravity to work against his muscles for them to grow that (laughs) large. But he does have taste buds if he seasons it. Like he wouldn't season food unless he cared about how it tasted. And that's the question we 
care about. Does yes. Thanos have taste buds? Yeah, I think it is something interesting <laughs> that like he seasons it and it reminds us it evokes when Vision spices a pepper cache. Like, is he trying to evoke what Vision did? Because Vision can't taste either. He doesn't understand the concept of taste. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like a bit of a Vision soul that's speaking through Vision in that moment. Or do you guys? Thanos. Do you guys want a breakdown of all the superhero tongues in the MCU? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, at Julia Wow Shower. How common is Arthur Flex pathological laughter disorder? Okay. If it's real, which it is real. Is- it's based on a, a real condition. It's not named in the movie, but the closest analog we have in in our medical science is called pseudobulbar affect or PBA, and it's actually it's something that's common among uh, stroke victims. So it's characterized by frequent involuntary bouts of crying, laughter, or other emotional displays, exaggerated or disconnected from the individual's actual emotional state. So this is something that is actually fairly common. It's caused by brain injuries, neurological disorders uh, that impact the part of the brain that uh, controls how we process emotion. Mm. And according to the Mayo Clinic, it affects one million people in the United States. A million, a million living people. right now? Up to a million, because a lot of people suffer brain injuries. City. A lot of people get in car accidents or they're older and they have strokes. They, they don't process emotion the same mm-hmm. way. It's not like Arthur Fleck walking around. In some cases it is, but most of the time it's people who are suffering from a lot of other conditions as well, and that's kind of like the least of your worries. The fact that they're laughing when they shouldn't be laughing or mm-hmm. crying when they shouldn't be crying. Just to give you a sense of the scale, one million people is roughly the size of the population of a lot of cities, like San Jose, yeah, California exactly. has a million people. It's half of my Miami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, half of our subscribers have uh, inappropriate emotional responses to things. <laughs> I mean, that's all of them yes. probably do. Yeah, uh, as do we. Uh, that's super interesting that it's that high a number. Uh-huh. Here's the real question: Then, what happened to the Joker's brain? He was tortured as a kid, right? He was abused by Penny Flex's ex-boyfriend, who tied him to a radiator, and his brain was pressed against the heat of a radiator. Uh, I don't know if that would be enough to damage it. You'd think that'd be like a flesh wound as opposed to like brain damage. But like if he's doing that to him, he might also be like, you know, beating the crap out of him. him Also, radiators, radioactive probably, right? (laughs) That's how they work, right? (laughs) that's where you get the heat from. Depending, if you live in Canada, you might need a radioactive radiator. What's this character? Because it's so cold up there. (laughs) This is, uh... I'm a snowman. (laughs) A Canadian one, right? Not a Canadian, it's kind of southern. If you're from Canada, send your complaints to our mailbag, which we have now. We have a mailbag, and we're gonna take questions that way too. Questions you guys have mailed. Yeah, let's us. let's crack it open. And by the way, you can mail us your mailbag questions. Any personal questions you have for us, we'll we'll try to get them on the future episode. Send us your mail at PO Box seven one one Burbank California nine one five zero three. Somebody's wallet. Who's <laughs> mailed in there? And they, oh, uh, mailed this. Ooh, we'll take it. Oh, and I like somebody chopped up the mail this this time. Oh, that's great. great. At Polly Doll wants to know: Have you guys ever pranked someone, or have you ever been pranked? Yes. We used to pull so many pranks. A I, lot of pranks. I got a job pulling pranks at one point. Oh, uh, New Rockstars? Is this all a prank? <laughs> New Rockstars is, is, we did do a prank. It's uh, a prank on our intern, Devin. Oh, who's now one of our editors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one. We wanted to see just how okay people are with real life incest. That's my sister. That is your girlfriend. <laughs> Completely inappropriate. While we were all like, just talking, yeah, he's a celebrity. Yeah. I've been pranked by you in college. No. There was a lot of pranks that we would pull on each other. I didn't hang out with you guys, and I wouldn't give you an answer of why I wouldn't meet up with you guys wherever you were. And it's because I wanted to stay on campus and get the $5 five-star pizza campus special, and I wanted to eat it all by myself. And you guys knew me well enough that you knew that's what I was doing. <laughs> so you oh, right. intercepted the pizza. Right. 
I had already paid for it, I believe. And then you took it away, and I waited for like 20 minutes, and I called Five Star, and I said, where's my pizza? And they're like, you already got it. Yeah, we had one of us pretend to be you, uh, and dress just like you. And I went back to the house that we were all staying in at the time, and you guys, you ate the entire pizza. This is not a flattering story for me. It was a good prank. It wasn't just you, there were others involved. Yeah, I I was probably the mastermind of it. (laughs) Uh, But then I think you pooped on a pizza, so... (laughs) Uh, That's a different prank. Different story. Uh, They they think we're kidding. Um, One of our friends is uh, really, really, really gullible. Uh, Shout out to Skylar Kern. And we had just watched uh, Cloverfield. Yes. And I was like, man, and I can't believe that was based on a true story. Yeah. And he was like, what? And then I was like, oh, I'll tell you more later. And then we like schemed, how do we get him to really believe this? And so we very quickly created a whole Wikipedia page about the true story of Cloverfield. When he came in, we like casually brought it up again. He asked, like, guys, you're kidding, right? This never happened. We're like, we're telling you, Skyler, the Olympics that were in Mexico City, yeah. uh, they were uh, interrupted by El Culebra de Tierra, or the dirt snake, <laughs> uh, which came up from beneath the earth. Like, 100,000 people based went on missing. Aztec folklore or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, we just came <laughs> with all these weird details. That sold it so firmly for him. Didn't we change the Wikipedia page of Mexico City? Like, Mexico, it was kind yeah. of away from We went from back to Mexico City and we created, like, rebuilt after the destruction from the dirt snake yeah. and had that link to our fake article too. Yeah. And then we never told him. Yeah, we forgot that we pranked him. Years later, yeah. he was telling the story to someone else and they were like, that's bullshit. And he's like, I can't find the article. And he was hitting us up. Hey, I can't find that article about that thing that happened in Mexico City. And that's when we finally came clean and then we never talked to Skylar again. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, <laughs> uh, he's not okay. It kind of yeah, rattled yeah, yeah. him. Okay, at Yellow Mellow asks, have you ever had a superhero moment or been the recipient of a superhero moment? Mm. I um, I don't like to consider this a superhero moment, but in my first couple years in LA, I was on my way to see a movie at the Vista Theater. I think it was like Star Trek in the Darkness or something like that, and it was late. I was just about to get there, so I was parking on one of the side streets in Hollywood and where I could normally find parking. Couldn't find parking, but there was a car pulled over to the side, and there was a girl fighting with her boyfriend, and she was screaming, and they were there was like physicalness going on, and I was like, I have to intervene. I have yeah. to step in. Uh, girl, I, what did you say <laughs> to this man? Like, I was like, oh, I could get stabbed. But um, she was crying, and I pull out of my car, and I run over, and I go, Hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Which probably <laughs> in a crazy voice. In a crazy voice. And she cried, and he goes, Fuck off! And he gets in the car and peels out. And I go, Did that dude just steal your car? And she goes, No, it's my boyfriend. We were fighting. I broke up with him as he was driving, and he pulled over, and he was supposed to be driving me home. Can you drive me to the train station? I'm like, A movie. God, I miss it. And I'm like, Sure, fine, yeah. Um, I'll see a later showing. I drive her to, like, I think it's a Hollywood and Highland stop, and the whole time I started, because my I have an overactive imagination, I'm like, what if this whole thing is a scam to rob me? Oh, hold on, did you give her any money? No, I didn't give her any money. Did she seem annoyed that you didn't? No, she didn't. I uh, I offered to give her um, money for like a train ticket because she was gonna take right. the train down to Union Station, and she goes, "No, I'm fine." She had a card that she was gonna use, so it was not a scam at all. Uh, here's the, here's the thing, and you don't know this about this story. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Verbatim, everything you just described happened to me like mm. two and a half months ago or <gasps> three months ago, and it was like the same thing. And the guy. Like, I was like, what are you doing? And he got in the car and peeled out. She's like, I broke up with him. He won't take me home now. Can you take me to to the bus station? Uh Is what she said. And I gave her money. How much money did you give her? I don't want to (laughs) say. 
Phil, how much cash were you carrying in that moment? You should never carry I was on cash. my way to a haircut, and okay. they only take cash and large Where are you bills. getting your haircut? <laughs> Maybe she felt bad for me. She's like, this sucker, I don't want to ruin his life. But also, I'll yeah, tell you. You're like, I only have this much, and it's mostly buttons. <laughs> As I was driving down Sunset Boulevard, I remembered I have a big knife in my dashboard thing in the container, and I realized if I have to, how fast would I have to Jason Bourne my way into that container, grab the knife, flick it open, and just stab, 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 stab if I have what to. What do you mean Jason Bourne open a container? <laughs> I figure Jason Bourne opens That's containers fast. Online. I guess I'm thinking Sherlock in the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock. He's like, you go for the for the ribcage, smash the ribcage. Yeah. So this is my real superhero moment, is me imagining what I'd have to do to defend myself if I had to. You know that she was getting those vibes. Wow you would kill someone immediately. <laughs> that is the most intense thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. I've had a very well, simple life. I already told my story on Rogue Theory recently where I made that, that movie stop with my mind because I, di I didn't want it to go on anymore and then the celluloid melted. <laughs> Last question for this week. Uh, ooh, oh, it's a deep one. Um, at Don't Be A Rick asks, what is your dream bathroom setup? <sighs> okay, so. As I've said on an episode of Explained, I would live in the shittiest slum if it had a nice bathroom. I need a good bathroom. I'm tired of these small toilets that every apartment in LA has. Like, are we all tiny people? How do you, parts of you are touching the side of the toilet if it's not more than 18 inches wide. Explain to people what is different about LA toilets. We're they're, from Florida where those toilets are they're like huge, they're air There's conditioned. a lot of them have cushions on them? Yeah, they have cushions. Oh, it's perfect. Like they're, every bathroom in Florida is designed for you to spend hours in there. Uh, in LA, there's there, every bathroom's tiny. Most of them are half bathrooms. They're uh, low to the ground. Do you also have the thing where you kind of like have to trust that the toilet's still there as you drop onto right, it? Right, yeah. yeah. At some point you're just in free so fall and you, you don't have muscle control in your legs at that point. So I just want a big industrial toilet that sucks everything to hell and I never have to see it again. I don't. She's I hate low space. water pressure toilets. It gives me anxiety. I want a his and her uh, sinks. I want birds that sing to you while you're showering. Mm -hmm. I want a shower that you can sit down in. Okay, this became a cartoon. Yeah, I love just thinking about a nice uh, bathroom. I'm just gonna tweak uh, a little bit here my adjustments for an ideal bathroom setup. F his, her, right? If you are in a relationship and you live with someone, separate bathrooms. Oh, it yeah, It's oh, sure. the biggest game changer. I know yeah. it sounds like obvious, like whatever, but it is a game changer yeah. to just have your own bathroom to just purge all your sins to, and they have theirs to do the same. Yeah. Uh, that's one. Two, high water pressure in the shower. Oh, okay. Which, people are going to give me shit for saying this, but to undo that, if you don't like your water pressure, take off the, the head of the faucet. In there, you'll find an item that's actually reducing the flow. It's a flow restrictor. What? You can just pull that thing out and then put it back on, and then you get full, full force fire hose. Uh, it's like taking the muffler off your, your car. It kind of, yeah, if yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. I did that to all my showers, uh, and they like beat me, and it, it feels great. Like a fire uh, hose. Yeah, that, and I need a good tub. I don't have any tubs in my current house, and oh. it, I'll, I'll never relax again. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want a separate room for the toilet that's like in the far corner. That's of the, the thing. I think remote toilet, that's the episode of Rick and Morty that just came out. Like, you want your, wherever your bathroom is, it needs to be far away from everything and mm -hmm. only you know about it. We had that in college, the hidden bathrooms. The yeah, <laughs> so we didn't tell anyone. They're like, where are you going right now? They're like, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, guys, you know way too much about us now, but that's the whole point of this show. Yes, that's been this week's episode of Big Question. A reminder to hit us up with uh, questions for next week using the hashtag Big Question. You can get featured on the show. One of these silly 
silly uh, uh, Twitter handles will be yours next week. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and let us know what you like about this show. If you want to see different kinds of questions answered, where we just love making this an interactive Q and A thing, where we can finally uh, have an opportunity to answer the things you guys have always been asking us, so we can't fit into other videos. I've been Eric Voss. I'm slightly drunk. <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us at EA Voss at Philip Molina on on everything, and uh, see you next week. Bye. Thank you.